Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. We are thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM and the 97.5 Network, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, Merry Christmas to our listeners. We hope everybody's enjoying the day with themselves being safe. Uh, are you, have you been going around looking at Christmas lights? And I did. Out? I actually went to your neighborhood. Yeah. And looked at some of the lights. And the best one is the outhouse. Okay. So it's, it's really funny that you say that. That is my street. Yes. And I joke with the neighbor down the street that we do a slow drive by twice a day. My three and a half year old thinks that Santa coming out of the outhouse is the funniest Christmas decoration he has seen on anybody's lawn with any inflatable. And look, we drive around looking for Santa and Rudolph and whatever else, bears and snowmen. Santa coming out of the outhouse is his clear favorite. Well, I hate to tell you, you know what, 49 years later, it's still it's still my favorite. It doesn't matter whether you're three years old or you're in your 50s. Santa coming out of an outhouse in someone's front lawn is hilarious. My, There's also another good one, which is the deer eating from, eating from the trough. And yes. their heads like pick up and they come up and down. There's, People are getting really creative with their decoration. My neighborhood takes their Christmas decorations very seriously. Hardcore, yeah. Yeah, that clearly I don't hold up the standard at all because I would you know, hurt myself if I even tried to put up lights. But Although you do live a block away from a, a retirement community too. So uh, they're kind of lame. I don't even, are they allowed to do anything? Probably look, not. There are people who have better in the retirement community over there. They are allowed to do it. And there are some really good ones in there. I am not one of them, but we are down the street from Diggerland that has a cool light show too. So there's Did you plenty take of them. Oh, multiple times. Uh, right. We we took Did... them together. He went with uh, my wife for a date the other night. The two of them. Yeah. We. All we, right. So we here's here's the real lights. question. Yes. Okay. So Diggerland puts apparently puts up the lights for Christmas. Did they put up the pole for Festivus? I don't think they saw a Festivus pole, though they did wrap the construction sites and and christmas lights and the fire trucks and christmas lights so that was cool uh but no there was no festivus poll and i know you're extremely disappointed because this show is on christmas instead of festivus because you'd rather spend the hour with our listeners bitching about the year but instead... yeah and for, and for the for those of you that are somehow in the dark and don't know of the episode of festivus or haven't even seen festivus there may be more festivus cards in stores these days than some other holidays even though it's not a real holiday it's just a seinfeld holiday but the the keys to festivus are the airing of grievances and what better thing to do at the end of a year like this than to have had the show on festivus doing our airing of grievances it's, it's not that we just have the airing of grievous, grievances regarding the obvious, the pandemic and everything else that's going on. We can do our airing of grievances for four bad sports teams and one good one that we're thankful for, which is yeah. the union this year. Let's be honest. On a good year, you've got lots of grievances. This year, your list is longer. I know. So, <laughs> so he, here's my pr pledge to you is okay. that we, if we ever do a show that is actually on Festivus, yes, we will get somebody from Seinfeld. I don't care if it's Denim Vest guy. Well, I, I know care. who they are because you know, I'm bad at this stuff and I always sound foolish on the radio because I don't watch enough TV like you do. Well, I mean, look, in that episode is probably, besides Jerry Seinfeld, one of the most famous actors, in, at least in America these days, which is the guy who plays Ted Watley, who's okay. a dentist, okay. which is, do you know who that is? 
course not. Why would I know that? It's Brian Cranston. Uh, that's the, I know him, but I don't know yeah. him in the Seinfeld episode. But yeah. if you want to look, I'm fine with you going ahead and booking that guest. We'll check the calendar now for which year Festivus shows up on that, a day. That, that's or, you. Or somebody wants to, to, to write in and tell us exactly what year a December 23rd comes on a Friday or, you know, whatever day we're on at that point, we'll figure it out and we'll get somebody on. In the meantime, since we're talking sports and well, more entertainment than sports, let's mesh the two. And I got to ask you. Yes. I, I have been telling you how much I love Ted Lasso. Yes. Have you yes. gotten the chance to get through that season yet? Not the season, but a few episodes, and I love it. I just don't. Is, is it not great? It's I, just different than anything I'll, we've had. I'll be honest. You know, with everything that's happened the last like month with my dad, I just haven't had the time. But I will make time to sit down and watch that. That show is totally me. It, isn't it great? It, it just like makes you makes you smile. For people that haven't seen it, it's about about a what is a college football coach yeah he's a co- he's like a not even a division one college football coach he's like a division right. three college football college football coach who gets hired to coach in one of the top premier league teams over so they can tank Europe. it yeah because right. the owner is the wife who got the team after the divorce and wants her husband to be ex-husband to be miserable yeah, but what you, what, what you expect is like I mean we're all used to so many of like the HBO type sports shows and stuff like that that you know, there's, it's just filthy. And then look, there's nothing wrong with those shows. Those shows are great too, but this is like kind of, kind of more like warm hearted the way it is. It's done. And, and it's, it's just at the end of every episode, it reminds me of if you ever watched Entourage, you always had like this good feeling at the end of it. You just have this good feeling at the end of it. But did you hear only three seasons? Oh, why'd you spoil it for me? <laughs> well, no, they just announced it. It's a, it's only, it, it, it's planned for three seasons. So we got two more. Okay. All right. So we get two more seasons. Yeah, so I got the, ne- the next one's not for another year. So, all right. it's not, so you, I, you have time to get through your eight episodes or whatever it is. <laughs> is that all it is that I haven't gotten through? Yeah, it's only eight episodes. They're only, what, like 30 oh, minutes a piece. So. I know. It's just, I'm, I'm a mess, Jeff. You know who else yeah, but, is a mess? But you got Christmas Day. And, and for those that don't I, know. I, I don't have know. Christmas Day. I've got a three and a half year old and a nine month old. I don't have any time in my life right now. Are you doing Chinese food in the movie? At some point, of course, we are. All right, okay. <laughs> We're not going out this year, but yeah, we'll we'll do it. You know who else is in bad shape right now, Jeff? Who the Jets? No, they're well, <laughs> they're in worse shape because they won. Because they won. <laughs> so, so I I think I might have texted you after after that game was over that the Jets should have fired Adam Gaze the second the whistle went off at the end of the game. The only reason that the Jets were keeping Adam Gaze, in my opinion was because they knew that he was going to be really good at making sure this team stunk for the rest of the season, and then they could fire him, and then they could draft the guy from Clemson. Jeff Harmon. And in, instead, he blew it by them winning. So you've met some of my rabid Jet fan friends that mm-hmm. I end up on text chains with, and the one of them who, when we went around NFL films, <laughs> disagreed with Greg Cosell vehemently about Adam Gaze because <laughs> Greg had known him and liked him, and he was just like, no, he's terrible. Uh, he is very vocal about this. My other Jet fan friend is like, well, you know, <laughs> to, to listen to the two of them together go back and forth, it's just hilarious. I don't really feel bad for them, but I'm entertained by them. You know who might have been the most upset person by that win? Sam Darnold. Because now he's sitting there going, oh, no, now they're going to keep me. <laughs> Like, like he pretty much was going to get out of town. They, they, I think he has one year left on his deal, and they would have traded him. And inst- instead, 
now it looks like they got to keep him unless they want to draft Justin Fields, right? Wow, yeah. Or unless Jacksonville screws up. Or the quarterback <laughs> and, from and BYU. Wins another game. Or the quarterback from BYU who seems to be jumping up everybody's draft board. Um, That's not the guy everybody wants, though. No, Trevor Lawrence is who they want. Right. But if the Jets don't have the number one pick and the Jaguars decide to go with Trevor Lawrence and the Jets decide Sam Darnold's not their guy, what do they do next? Trevor Lawrence seems like a guy who would probably rather play for a Southern team. And I think that he's going to be, he's probably dancing up and down, even if it means playing in Jacksonville. Well, one of the people who was on the Rams defense in that game, who we talked to, obviously not on Christmas, we're letting him be with family just the other day, who we didn't ask about the loss, but did talk about everything that he's doing in the community is uh, nose tackle for the Rams, Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, let's go to that conversation, Jeff, and then let's keep talking afterwards. Uh, Jeff, it's it's fun time. Let's talk a little football, a little life, community, and food right now. We're bringing on starting nose tackle for the Los Angeles Rams, Sebastian Joseph Day. Sebastian, how are you doing today, man? Good. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We cannot complain. We're excited to talk to you. I'm probably going to be very hungry after this segment. We've got an East Coast mm-hmm. guy raised in Pennsylvania, out in L.A., but I'm going to go first. You're a Rutgers man, and this is exciting for me to get a Rutgers guy on the show. Uh, tell me a little bit about your time at Rutgers before we get into everything else. Oh, man, my time at Rutgers was fun, man. It was a great experience. You know, we had a lot of trans uh, transitioning going on coaching-wise. Um, so that part was kind of different, but honestly, um, I'm happy I went through it because it really shaped, it really shaped, uh, shaped me and built my character and really helped honestly in the next level, in this level that I reached. So I'm super thankful for Rutgers, super thankful for the experience and obviously super thankful for the awesome food there and people as well. Oh, we're going to talk about the food there in a second after we get to your show. I did want to you know, you're a very diverse person from your talents on the field to your involvement in the community off the field to the food show we're going to talk about. I saw somebody say about you, you're about resolution, not revolution. You're the type of player whose work off the field says as much about his character as his play on the field. Can you talk about the person that you are before we get into all the stuff that you do? Oh, wow. Um, well, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words, but, um, you know, I'm just fortunate enough, you know, I was raised, my parents just really taught taught me a lot of things, a lot of things about giving back to the community and how I'm always, always using my blessings to be a blessing to others. So that's just kind of the motto I kind of live by, you know, um, and that's just who I am, you know, that's what I try to live by. And I, and I, and I just try, and I look at life, I try to look at life in a, in a real positive sense, you know, um, and that's just really me, you know, it's, I really don't want to talk about myself like this, but <laughs> I'm just blessed. You know, I, I'm a blessed individual. I'm just thankful. You know, I, somehow, you know, I've, I've been able to, to, to have opportunities that I've had and meet all amazing people along the journey that, that have helped me. And, um, you know, I just try my best just to, just to give it back to the community, you know, try to give back that, that positivity that I've received. Sebastian, one of the reasons that we're having you on the show is because you're about to start a new series on uh, YouTube called Dine and Bash. Where did you get your love for food? Oh, great question. So my love of food came from my mother. Um, so my mother, when uh, growing up, my, both of my parents are from Haiti. And growing up, my mom, she went to college, she went to school for cooking. She went to school to be essentially for being a chef. 
And um, so when she came to this country, she had to, you know, redo it, go to school all over again. And um, she decided she decided to go into the nurse, the nursing route. But um, so growing up, my mom was always cooking and like what I mean, cooking, like cooking, like it was ama- like amazing food. And it's so funny because growing up, like growing up, my friends like used to come over just just to just to eat. They'd be so excited to come over just for the food. And when I went to school at Rutgers and college, when I come back home, like during the holidays and stuff, they'd be so happy because then they get to come come over. Obviously, you know, for all of us to hang out. But she'd cook for like <laughs> the whole town of Strasburg. It was so funny, like all my friends. So that's how my love of food really came about. And um, uh, and yeah, that that's really it. It's a huge shout out to goes to my to my mother. Okay, so then my next question is, is does she still live in Pennsylvania? And once the pandemic is over, can Jason and I go over there and grab something to eat? Yeah, I'm already hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she knows. She still is, she still is in Strasburg, uh, still in Strasburg, yeah, yeah. And definitely, definitely. <laughs> so <laughs> this off season for sure. So you're going to parlay your love of food and community itself into a show that highlights local restaurants in the LA area shares origin stories, top dishes, what makes them so unique? Where'd the idea come mm-hmm. from for this? Um, so obviously, you know, my love of food, obviously my love of food and also uh, my love for the community. So, you know, sitting down, sitting down and talking with um, uh, the people at Malco Sports, we were talking about obviously what my, what I love. Obviously I love food and I love helping the community. So I thought, why not? We thought, why not? make a show that not only um highlights highlights our you know restaurants and small business owners and um and and people and people in the la county in la county and 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 hopefully you know this thing does well you can go even bigger but um why not highlight those people and let's um share their amazing stories and also show their awesome food because at the end of the day nothing brings people together more than food, food and food in general. Cause you know, you do everything. You have a dinner, you bring, people come down, they sit down, they talk, they socialize. So we figured why not do that? And also on top of that, tell the story of, 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 of these individuals who own these, who own these restaurants so they could get to know the person behind, behind the restaurant and obviously know their amazing stories. Cause I'll obviously build the connection with them um the connection with the viewers so that's just kind of what i wanted to do i just wanted to share those people share those people's stories and show their awesome work and what they're doing all right so when this does blow up big and it's huge and it goes to other places we said you're a ruckers man what would the ruckers version of this show be because i wouldn't get past the grease trucks <laughs> no yeah I, I, it's so funny to say that but yeah that's what we would probably do we'll probably do that We'll probably do, I probably have to do this place called, I don't know if you've been, it's, it's a little bit newer. It opened like maybe three years ago, three or four years ago at Rutgers called Taqueria. Oh my God. It's like a Mexican, it's a Mexican spot. It is so good. I still haven't had anything, any, I have, I still haven't had anything like near to that. Um, yeah, it's so good. They do such a good job over there. Um, obviously stuff your face. I'd have to do stuff your face and, and, um, uh, Oh, pliables. There's a bunch of stuff, man. I easily we could do we could do um with Rutgers. A Hansel and Griddle, easily, all those things. But I'm I'm yeah. in to go um, around and taste test these things whenever you decide to do the show. Because half of these are what I listed for Jeff of the places that I would go. So I'm down. 
Yeah, and Sebastian, if you could yeah. see his face, I think he's gaining weight as you're talking about the different places that you should go to eat. It's it, it's amazing to look like like he looks so hungry right now. <laughs> really good places that he just named, Jeff. You don't even understand. So, Sebastian, in addition in addition to the work that you're doing, obviously on the field, and the work that you're doing with this with this new show, um, one of the reasons that we wanted to talk to you is your amazing work that you do in the community, and we like to focus on on athletes and how they benefit the community. One of the things that you you've been working on that that we found amazing was that you hosted these character chats with with youth correctional facilities with other Rams players. How did you get involved in that? What motivated you to do it? Um, honestly, what motivated me to do it was just, like I said, like I said, man, you know, just, just, just using my blessings in general, just to, you know, just to give back and I didn't, just to give back to the community. And I just thought that, you know, um, just, I thought honestly, it was an honor for them to, for them to want to talk to me, honestly, that's the way I looked at it. And, um, you know, if I could just give them, you know, a small nugget of information that could help them. That was just really the goal. That's what really motivated me. Like I just, I just want to, I just want to help. You know, I just want to help as many people as I can before you know I leave this earth. Um, you know, by by you by you doing this, obviously you're you're imparting your wisdom and your experiences on them. But but what did you learn from meeting with those kids? Oh, I I just learned I just learned how amazing those kids were. You know what I mean? How 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 awesome and and how uh, driven they are. You know how how they want to be successful as well. And I think that's the thing. I think that's the biggest thing in in uh in right now is that you know taking taking what you have taking what you have and um, passing it down to um you know the younger generation and obviously you know you learn so much for those from those kids as well because because you know kids kids now you know they want to learn and they want to grow as well they want to be and they want to become very successful as well so it's just awesome to see you know seeing those seeing those kids just want to become great in general um it's very motivational as for me just seeing that because it's just it's just dope this is dope to see kids like that want to be great and um it's just it's, it's awesome just to be part of that and for it is an honor for me to, to even do that for them to have me you know i know you don't like to focus on yourself but but you really are a, a catalyst for some of these things as a member of the players coalition some of the things we saw you do in terms of donating meals to frontline workers um, you know, social justice initiatives, uh, giving to nonprofits with your Rams teammates. You know, it, it's it's very impressive for you. What does it mean to be able to use that platform to talk about and help all of these different areas? Um, honestly, I know it sounds crazy, but it's it's it, it's it's a blessing, and and it's honestly everything that I always wanted to do since I was a little kid. You know. Um, like obviously, you know the goal was I always wanted to play football, but 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 also like a thing, a huge thing for me was always since I was a kid just to give back and just to help and make positive change um, in the in 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 this country and in this world. So it's just honestly, I'm just honestly so humbled. I'm so thankful that that everything has worked out my way to be able to do that, to be able to help as many people as I can, and obviously, you know the work. What I've done, I feel as if it still isn't enough, and I still have a lot more to do. Um, I still have a lot more plans, um, it, you know, in the future. So I'm just, you know, I'm just really, I'm just really humbled. I'm just really thankful, um, just to be able to to do the things I I have been able to to do. And and honestly, when you when you guys, I honestly didn't even realize that you guys are saying so many things. 
I've honestly forgotten some of the things that I have done. So like I, I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, wow, like yeah, I'm just super thankful. I'm super humbled, and um, but there's still a lot more work to be done, and that's just my mindset, honestly. You know, Sebastian, you and I, we don't share a college together, but you, we share a passion for, for addressing home, youth homelessness. Uh, I understand that you did the 2020 United Way home walk at, at, at home. Uh, how did you get involved in that, and, and what did you learn from doing that? Um, I got involved uh, through the Rams, you know, um, uh, and obviously one day, one day I actually had a conversation with my fiance about it. I think we were watching, I think we were watching something and um, we were watching something and it was, and it was talking about how um, there's a huge problem in California with homelessness. And that really struck me. It really struck me a lot. And it really, it really, it really just touched my heart. So uh, me and my fiance had a, had a good talk. And uh, then I obviously, you know, I had a conversation with the Rams about it. And that's how, and that's how uh, Molly Higgins, the, the head um, uh, director of community relations that I connected and we were able to get involved with that. Yeah. I'll, we'll send you pictures after the interview. Jeff uh, did a sleep out for homelessness uh, in the blizzard a few years ago where his shoes split. And so he does share a passion for that with you, but I got a question. You talked about learning to be a citizen and your love of food from your parents. Where'd you learn to trash talk from? Because we saw some clips of when you were mic'd up, you're an entertaining guy on the field. Against the Eagles, by the way. Yes. Against the Eagles. Ah, uh, uh, you know, honestly, I, I feel as if, I feel as if when you, when you are in a, in any competitive, competitive environment, you just learn, you just you just learn uh, how to talk trash in general. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's something that you kind of pick up at a young age because you know you you got to be able to talk some trash. If not, if if not, you know. But there are some guys that are that are that don't. But honestly, in this league, I don't think anyone. I think everyone does <laughs> to a certain extent. Has anyone on on your team on your team uh, ever come up to you and told you to either tone it down or or even ramp it up even more? <laughs> nah, no one's ever told me to tone it down. No one's ever told me to tone it down. But, <laughs> but uh, we do have some. We do have some great trash talkers on our team. I, I, I think you guys could assume who, but uh, we have some great trash talkers on our team. It's pretty hilarious. What is it like to play on a defense that has the number of great players that it has on that team? Especially for you to play next to somebody as great as Aaron Donald. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 amazing, man. It really is. I remember, I remember last year. I'll tell this quick story. I remember last year. It was my first year starting after my rookie season. We went to the Super Bowl. Then I I got the opportunity to start the second year, and I was in the huddle. I remember looking up, and I was in the huddle, and I looked up and I saw a Aaron Donald. I saw Michael Brockers' first round pick. I saw uh, Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters. And I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, you know, like, this is like, it's unreal. Um, and I've just been blessed and fortunate enough to be around such um, such amazing, um, not only players, but men in general. You know, all those guys are, all those guys are awesome guys. And, uh, and it's been an outstanding experience. And now obviously, you know, going in my third year with AD and now Jalen Ramsey, Brockers, um, Leonard Floyd, all those guys, you know. It's it's awesome and and, and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. So it's a blessing. Those guys just those guys are the epitome of hard work and and and, and they're epitome of great men on and off the field.
Well, before we let you go uh, and pitch your show one more time, I got to ask the question with, with all of this love of food and growing up with your, your mom and dad and the food that they had in the house, did it rub off on you? Could Sebastian make a good meal? Oh yeah, definitely. I can make a good meal. I can chef it up. Uh, I, I chef it up every once in a while for my fiance. I made, I made a rack of lamb the other day. You know, I did my thing. I did my thing with that, but uh, definitely I, I, I can cook that. Shout out to my parents. There you go. Well, we could welcome you back anytime to talk food, to talk uncomfortable conversations, to talk Rutgers. But we really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, We know you don't want the attention to be on yourself. But when we read the list, you're somebody who's using the platform in a way that that other athletes could pay a little attention to. So thanks so much for the time. Uh, We wish you a great Christmas and holiday season. And thanks so much. No, thank you so much for having me. It really means a lot. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you too as well. And make sure you guys go check out Dining Dash. When does it uh, premiere? It, airs, it, it premieres January 1st. Uh, go and subscribe on my YouTube at Dining Dash. All right, we Thank will. So much again, guys. We'll put it out on our social media accounts and uh, best of luck with everything. All right, God bless, guys. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Jeff, we always talk about the guests that we get and how we're impressed by what they do. He didn't want any kudos for the work that he did. And it was funny for him to kind of acknowledge that he didn't even remember some of the things he's did. He, he's done so much. I, look, I, I love doing this show with you, but it, it makes it even more rewarding when you get to talk to guys like that. Because... What we often see in sports on Sports Center and other places are the highlights and then the guys that are looking for trouble, the guys that are the malcontents, the guy that we're probably going to talk about shortly in James Harden, that kind of stuff. And there are so many more of the Sebastians out there than there are of the James Hardens out there. And it's great to be able to focus and highlight those guys, even though they don't even want to. Like he did. He wasn't coming on the show originally to talk about all these great things that we wanted to talk to him about. We just decided we were going to talk to him about it. And, and everybody should know these, the kind of things that people like him are doing. Yeah, we didn't but give- he, he wanted to come on and talk about cooking. Food. And, and his new show, Dine and Bash, which I've seen a preview for. And, and you got to say it. I mean, it reminds me of some of the shows on the Food Network. But he's going into what the the story behind the story of these people and these communities. Um, and I think that's important is to kind of see, especially now, I mean, all the restaurants that are suffering now because of COVID and, you know, no fault of their own. It's important to focus on the fact that these are people with families that come from different places and, and made it successfully. And we have to make sure that when all this is over, we're back at those restaurants. Yeah, we didn't really give them a heads up we were going to go into the community service stuff. That's just mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, that's the stuff we like to talk about because like we tell the listeners regularly, yeah, we'll talk what about those What I was shocked at, though, was, was somebody that smart and that funny and that diverse and that well, came to, from Rutgers. I knew that that <laughs> is where you were going. Uh, we'll have to have him back on sometime to retort your attack there, unwarranted. He did nothing it is, wrong. It is, you know, but it is true. I was not exaggerating. When, when he was talking about stuff your face and places like that, 
you could see you getting hungry. <laughs> I mean, you literally see it on your face. I, there were points takes, at which I was waiting for you to wipe the sides of your mouth because you were drooling. It takes me back to happy times where life was simpler and I could just have a Does, stromboli Is that or a still there, sandwich. by the way? Uh, stuff, stuff Your Face, stuff your face is, I believe, is still there on Easton Avenue. They moved the grease trucks to someplace else because the grease trucks were like three doors down from the fraternity house I lived in. So that was dangerous. You'd just have a party at night and walk down there. Um, I love the fact that you don't call them food trucks. You call no, them they're grease, grease trucks. trucks. They were the grease trucks. It was a parking <laughs> lot of street food trucks in a all together, all different ones. And you could get all different kinds of sandwiches and fat sandwiches, and they'd take pictures of you and put it up there. Yeah, man, it was fun. That might explain why when we had Carly Lloyd on last month, she talked about how she only went to one once. If they're oh, called it, grease trunks, cr- trucks and, and you're trying to stay in tip-top shape, that's probably not where you're going to go, right? No, and the bigger problem is, you know, people go there late at night, which is even mm-hmm. worse. They're open all day. You could have gotten breakfast there, which I may have done a ton of times, but... Yeah, no, I, I'm getting hungry now. I enjoyed the conversation with him. Uh, I hope he does the Rutgers dining as the show expands. It will be fun to watch. And uh, we'll, and Philly. And we'll probably get him on another time to just talk about everything else that he does and, and all the other places he was involved. And that's, you know, Malik Jackson last week, you know, talking to these athletes. It's what it's about, Jeff, especially this I'm time of year. Strasburg. But... I'm going to Strasburg after the show's over in order to see if I can find uh, Sebastian's mom so I can <laughs> try out can some of that cooking. Some lunch or dinner. <laughs> That's right. Let's Just stick... knock on the door. Hey, look, we interviewed your son. You mind if we come in and try this food? <laughs> if you're listening in your car or on a radio, please stay with us online on our website at www.theheartofsports.org, on Facebook, on your WWDB AM app, or just ask Alexa to play WWDB. WWDB now concludes its broadcast day. They're owned and operated by Beasley Media Group Licensee, LLC. Jeff, anybody want to coach the Lions this week? Does anybody ever want to coach the Lions? So COVID has struck, and the Lions are now on their interim to their interim head coach because Daryl Bevel, they already fired the coach. Right. Daryl Bevel's the interim coach. Mm -hmm. He won't be able to coach in Saturday's game against the Bucs because of COVID protocols. Right. So here's what they're going to do. Well, so he wanted to coach. Of course, it wasn't he like he didn't want to. No. Yeah. But this is sort of like Denver a couple of weeks ago, not having a quarterback. So the Lions are going to move their wide receivers coach Robert Prince to the head coaching role, and mm-hmm. they'll turn play calling duties over to quarterbacks coach Sean Ryan, who's never been a play caller at any level in his career. So what's it? Is he going to like? Is he going to like hold out his hand like when we were kids and we were out on the street and he's going to go, okay, you do a button hook. You go I don't up this way and you turn left at the car. I mean, I, like, what is he going to do? I don't know, but they're not done there because co- defensive coordinator Corey Unlin and all three primary position coaches, the DL coach, the linebacker coach, and the DB coach were away from this facility as of Wednesday still because of close contacts to COVID. So I don't know who's going to coach the team at all right now. Well, I, I got a suggestion. Michigan State and Michigan, I don't think, are any bowl games. So Hardball and, and uh, Mel Tucker, I guess, could probably stroll up there and coach a game. Are we going to go to college football yet, or are we going to stay in the pros right no, now? No, no, I think we could stay in the pros. Because I need you oh, cause, to oh, praise there's, Ohio there's, there's State. There's more to talk get, about. I need no, you to no. do some Ohio State praising when we get to the college section of it. Yeah, but no, we we, we got to get to the Washington football team. Okay, because because the train wreck they are is literally from the top down. So you get to decide which do you want us to discuss first. Do you want to discuss the down or you want us to discuss the top? 
both. Go ahead. All right. So, so Dwayne Haskins, by the way, this is what you get from an Ohio State education. Oh, God. Uh, du- there's the du- shot. Du- Dwayne Haskins, who has issues with, or the coach had issues with him when he got there because he went from starting quarterback to third string, um, lost his job to Alex Smith, uh, and finally got to start a game last week because Alex Smith couldn't play. And they lost the game, but apparently he was celebrating in the locker room because he had 300 yards passing. That apparently didn't go over well. But Haskins wasn't done for the day because then Haskins apparently went to a... Social establishment. uh, Also known as a... Uh, dancing place. Okay, where clothes <laughs> were optional, right? And, and, and got caught on Instagram or some other platform. How do people not think they're going to get caught at this point, Jeff? This is ridiculous. I, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> James Harden and, and has by the, the same way, problem. Why, sh- why should you be in a position that you're going to get caught? Well, that's a separate story. Your coach wants nothing to do with you to begin with. It probably was like swallowing castor oil to put you in the game. And, and now, instead of you getting back in his good graces, the thing you do is piss off your teammates because you make it all about you after the game, after a loss. And then go out and make it all about you because you now jeopardize the entire team. And whether we like it or not, the Washington football team is still in the playoff hunt. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. So who's going to be yeah. their quarterback this weekend? Well, they've, they've been trying two guys, including a guy named Steve Montez, who actually played at Colorado, which for what it seemed like a decade. But I don't know who they're going to have go out there. I mean, they're, I guess they're hoping that Alex Smith is healthy. They didn't. I don't think they suspended Haskins. I think they fined him. They fined him and they took his captain's position. So I'm sure that will. Which, be... by the way, why was he a captain? What <laughs> is it? Because you're the quarterback. <laughs> hey, you automatically many, get captaincy. How many times you need to bench the guy before you don't make him the captain? Yeah. How is he a captain? How know. is a guy that the coach can't stand who makes the third string quarterback because he can't stand him? How does he still have a captaincy? We... I'm thinking that as a quarterback, I think they all get that. You know the C with the little stars above it. By the way, maybe we, they just maybe they just said, "Look, we don't care. You're a quarterback. You're not a captain." Are we talking about Washington to avoid the Eagles? I'm just curious. No, because we're not even done with Washington because <laughs> now we have Dan Snyder. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Dan Snyder's week? He believes he's being extorted by a minority oh. owner, apparently, Jeff. Why would anybody need to extort him? He's done enough on his own. Apparently, these stories of settlements with him and other people keep coming out, and there's mm-hmm. more that's going to come out. And now Snyder's firing back, saying that this is extortion, and people are attacking him. And man, it's an ugly situation. So, so I guess people of Philadelphia, it could be worse. Oh well, yeah, it could always yeah. be worse. We I mean, be, the, we could the be one, the Jets. The one thing you can say about the Eagles is they have a class owner. Yes. Nobody questions whether Jeff Lurie is a class guy and handles things in a class way and in an up and up way. So, you know, you know what else they have? Bunch of quarterbacks now. A quarterback controversy, <laughs> especially since Car- Carson Wentz appears to be pouting. Can we stop with that, please? That report uh, you know, okay, was so talk about it. blown out of proportion. Why if, was it blown out of proportion? Because if he's happy being a backup, I don't want him to be the damn starter. Of course, he shouldn't be happy. No, he shouldn't. No, that's not the point. He shouldn't say anything. 
I don't think he, he just did. Be a good Adam soldier. Schefter came out and clarified that he was just putting two and two together, saying, oh, well, he obviously wants to be a starter, therefore he's probably not going to want to be a backup there. That was the genesis of the report. Then Josina Anderson put something out, which there always manages to magically be something about Carson Wentz there, too, that comes out. And yeah. then all of a sudden there's a controversy going on when all I've seen him try to do, at least out there publicly, is try and help out Jalen Hurts and be there, whether or not he's getting the side eye from Doug or not. So, I like, I, I just... We make up controversies to not talk about the actual controversy that this dude is owed $124 million and they won't give him the ball because they don't trust him anymore. No, 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 no. See that I would rephrase. It's not that they won't give him the ball. He doesn't deserve the ball. He, they, they don't the trust Eagles, him. He, he Eagles, hasn't earned it. The Eagles gave him every opportunity to succeed and he didn't. And now, and look, I know you can talk about the rotation, the rotating offensive linemen. You can talk about the lack of great receivers. You can talk about the not great defensive backfield. You could talk about Doug Peterson and his play calling. You can talk about all of that. But the fact is, is that would have worked if you made it through the whole season and he would continue to play like that. There would have been other excuses. But the problem is, is that once you put in a rookie quarterback, who even the people who support Jalen Hurts and think that he would ultimately be successful, who a guy who came here and didn't have a full camp because of everything that was going on, somehow came in and with that same offensive line and those same receivers and the same play calling coach and everything else the same has looked a whole lot better. I agree with you, and I don't believe that he should be the quarterback right now. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't played that way. If you look back at video from him in previous seasons, he looks like a completely different person on the field. He looks shell-shocked. He looks like a deer in headlights. However, to say that it's just him and then to take it into a media thing about he's a malcontent, he's a bad teammate, Tiki Barber's out there saying he's the worst teammate ever— it's this is a media ridiculous oh, oh, thing. Hold on, hold on, hold, wait, 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 hold on. Tiki Barber saying that? Yeah. Didn't Tiki Barber have issues with the Giants? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> like pot calling kettle. Like and so it's you know it's this. Okay, can he just not be the right quarterback for the team now? Does it have to go into all this other stuff that we can't just focus on what's going on with the team right now? Jalen Hurts actually has played well despite the fact that Matt Pryor can't hold a block for more than one and a half seconds without letting somebody fall in his lap. I mean, he, you know, they fell short last week. They still had over 400 yards. Um, Hertz yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah. Who was the guy who caught the first touchdown pass? Oh, Quez Watkins? Has he ever caught a touchdown pass? So, n- no, and they've wanted to put him in. He was one of the draft picks from last year who has a lot of speed. Yeah, I, I, It goes back to, again, even with Hurts on the field, I still don't understand the rotation. You saw Travis Fulgham show up well, at the but, very but my end point of the game. Of, yeah, but, but Alshon Jeffrey is getting the most snaps, and Doug's saying he's earned it. Why? Because he decided to show up with a different quarterback on the field? Yeah, and I, I'm I'm going to bring into the light my issue my issue of of our text messaging, which was Akib Talib is an awful announcer, you know. Uh, and I said that right away, and you you defended him. And I think the guy he says is 
man after every sentence. And then I finally think I turned you to my side when he said that Alshon Jeffrey is one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. I think he is a raw announcer. He's clearly, this is his second time ever doing it. He goes from the football field to that. That's not easy. Listen back to our old tapes. How many times did you and I say, um, as we went along going this? I think you and I had conversations. Oh, I, today. I, I think we had conversations about it to make sure I just we... I just don't think that he had much insight. I, 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 I don't think that look, I hope he gets better, but I mean I'm not a, a keep to leave fan from his days playing football either. I, I mean, thought he, he had insight had limited insight into defensive coverage. That was the part that I found interesting. Other than that, I found him to be lacking as an overall commentator. But the again, the blowback from people, look, there are terrible announcers all day long out there and nobody says a thing. All of a sudden, he's well, out I there only, saying... I only know that because he was calling the game. I know. But you, it, was, it was funny, though. You're texting me. You're like, how about this, man? <laughs> what yes. about this, man? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the Eagles <laughs> lost the game to the Cardinals. They went down 16-0, fought back, fell short. The one thing I will say about Hurts, he needs to watch. He's got four fumbles so far. He's recovered mm -hmm. some of them. Just got to work on that ball protection. He holds it a little low when he runs out, and they're gonna. Well, maybe he needs to stop hanging around Carson Wentz. Well, maybe. So <laughs> this week it's Eagles Dallas, which may be the least hyped Eagles Dallas matchup that ever. I can ever remember. Yes. And last year wasn't hyped very much either. But this one, it's like, hey, there's a football game going on this week. Mm -hmm. So. Somehow there's still crazy odds about the Eagles making the playoffs. I don't understand that. Anybody who takes those odds, uh, I have questions about <laughs> more than that. Wait, so you, you're thinking the Cowboys are going to win this game? No, I think the Eagles will win this game, but I don't think the Eagles oh. are making the playoffs. Um, okay, I will say this. I think the Eagles will win the game if they run the ball, which they've done more with Hurts there. They've rushed for 363 yards, like 181 a game with mm -hmm. Hertz and Sanders in the backfield together. Now, Dallas's run D is ranked 32nd overall, 32nd in yards allowed, 31st in yards per rush. And you know what that means for the Eagles normally. They'll come out passing 15 plays in a row. So Wait, why, why do you think the Eagles can't make the, the playoffs? They're two games out, right? With two games to go. I think they Washington, can. Washington's 6-8. Washington's Okay. If, right now, we don't even know who they have a quarterback. I still think the Giants. I still think the Giants end up making the playoffs. But uh, that's, well, I don't know. It depends. I mean, the Eagles don't play Old the McCoy Giants. The quarterback. The Eagles don't How play the Giants to control that destiny. They can beat Washington. They can beat Dallas. But if the Giants win out, the Giants will have the spot. And I don't know whether the Giants will. But the Eagles have to to do those two things first. You know, you know the Eagles have the best home record in the division. They do. A terrible division. They're, they're one in six away with no fans. There is there's no excuse for you to be one in six on the road when there's no when there's no real home field advantage other than you don't have to travel if you're the home team. I don't get it. I don't get it. It looks like uh Josh. I mean, look, the 49ers home to home field is now in Arizona. <laughs> right? There's just home fields all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh so the offensive line, Matt Pryor concern you at all? He's like a turnstile out there. Uh, they all are. I, it, it's, I mean, other than Kelsey, I mean, who, who on that offensive line is somebody that you're saying is performing particularly well? Shout out to serviceable is okay. Shout out to Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Brandon mm -hmm. Graham making his first Pro Bowl in 11 seasons. Good for him. Oh, blue. 
But Brandon Graham has has played hard for years and been snubbed at times. He yeah. he has earned his spot in the Pro Bowl. You had to feel happy for him. And Jim Schwartz talked about how emotional it was for the team when they found out that Graham was going to the Pro Bowl. So good yeah. for him. You still won't yeah. watch the game. <laughs> I thought there is no game. No, but you still wouldn't watch it if there was a game. Oh, a Pro Bowl game? No, yes. I'm not watching that. Any other matchups? Can't be this, serious. Any other matchups this week grab your attention? Anything interesting? If you if you go through the matchups for this week, games that if at the beginning of the season that I would have said would have been big games, like for example, Monday Night Football is the Bills at the Patriots. Who would have thought that that game means virtually nothing at this point? Yeah, the Patriots. The Patriots. Yes, I'm saying this right. This is real. The Patriots have been eliminated from the playoffs. Does that make you the feel Patriots. good to say? Yeah, it is pretty good. But if you go through these matchups, I mean, the Vikings versus the Saints, is that, I mean, that's Christmas Day. I mean, at least we got something to do. Yeah, I mean, it, the, that game's on now for if you're listening to us. We hope you're not watching the game. We hope you're you're talking to us and hearing what we have to say. But no, I mean, look, Drew Brees came back last week. I don't know how anybody comes back from broken ribs that fast. I, I'd be out for like three years. I don't get it. I really don't. No, it wasn't just broken it was, ribs. It's a punctured lung. And it was like eight broken ribs too. It wasn't like yeah. one. Like I, I, but, I would get But a, the other thing they said is those broken ribs were before that game that he went out, that he had that he had existing broken ribs. I don't know how you do that. I, I don't know how you play with that and risk your life at this point. I mean, he's already got, he already has an announcing job. All right, players are tough. Jeff, we got a ton of stuff to talk about and only like 12 minutes left. So I'm going to go rapid fire with you a little Sixers. bit. Sixers. You know Sixers first? Yeah. Because the Phillies have a new GM, Phil, Jeff. Look, <laughs> I, I like Sam Fold. You and I have spent time with him. We've done, uh, we did something for Israel baseball with him once. He's a great guy. He seems very knowledgeable. I just don't know much about his background with regard to being a general manager at this point. He's 39 years old. Uh, he seemed like an up and comer. He really does for people that don't know him has a really good head on his shoulders. Uh, he was supposed to be, I believe, the manager of, of, Israel, of Team Israel in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, I said I hope he still does that when they have the Olympics. But I, I don't know. I can't comment on it any more than that. I hope I hope it's a good move. Well, we'll have to ask around more about it and see if we can get some more insight in the weeks going forward. Uh, you do mention the Sixers. I, I will tell you that you will you will have a poster of a general manager in your house if, if they resign JT All the, all they got to do. I may have gotten a little bit excited this week when there was a alert that came that uh, JT's agent reached out to Dombrowski. Now it was only to congratulate him on getting the job, but yeah. <laughs> you know I got a little excited. It's a, it's a start, right? My, my heart skipped a beat for a second there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right, let's get to the Sixers. I cannot escape the James Harden rumors, despite the fact that he's at strip clubs, being fined fifty thousand dollars, supposedly throwing balls at teammates, and having his team's game canceled because they don't have enough players to play. Will this ever end, Jeff? Well, I guess it's got to, but. He, he's he's destroying his trade value. Not that he cares about that, but it, but what he's doing to the Houston Rockets, who have placated him for his entire career there, if you read some of the stories about how much control he had and how much they tried to do whatever pleased him, it, it's really kind of nauseating to watch the way that he behaves and what he's doing. And I don't care. I, I know it came out after he was out wherever he was, which supposedly was a strip club, but he's saying is not... Um, you were you were caught on video being out someplace you weren't supposed to be with other people that didn't have masks on. 
at a time that the NBA went through a successful season that they finished previously in a bubble and have decided to not do the bubble and trust the players to do the right thing. What James Harden did was the opposite of the right thing. And if he thinks that supposedly he had COVID before and that somehow that means something, well, we don't know. We know that some people have gotten COVID twice. We don't know if you can't, you can't still be a carrier. We know that in England, there's now a new strain. We don't know anything about this. And it's not an excuse for him to just be out there because he jeopardized the rest of the team. And now they didn't have a game. Well, it wasn't just him. I mean, there was no other was players that went who, to a barber shop. Well, I they guess. went to like an apartment to get a haircut, three of them, and then they mm-hmm. all had to be on the COVID watch list. So, and what's with look, throwing a ball at his teammate? <laughs> a rookie, apparently. It's nice to say yeah. hello. Uh, so the Sixers <laughs> had their home opener the other night. Do you want him? Do you still want Harden? No, I've told you I don't. But I still what? can't answer the question after watching the Sixers the other night. And I texted you this. Does Seth Curry get the ball at the end of the game now? Is he the guy they go to? Well, well that's only if he's in because because Doc Rivers has decided to implement the strategy that every time he can possibly call a timeout or there's a stoppage, if at the end of the game it's offense, it's going to be Curry, and if it's defense, it's going to be Matisse. There were a lot of uh, offense for defense substitutions. It was yeah. it wasn't it worked. The, it wasn't the prettiest yeah. game. Ugly third quarter. They shot just five for twenty two in that quarter, but in the fourth they put up. They outscored them 40 to 24. It's the first time they put up 40 points in the fourth in a year and a half. They outscored the Wizards 52 to 26 in the paint, which seems to be a stat that Doc Rivers is going to find important. It was the backup unit, though, that really sparked the team uh, earlier on in the game. Shake Milton had a, a great game again. He was a plus 31 in his time on the court. And I texted you at the first half that the starters at the half were a minus 91 on the plus minus. Yeah, uh, but also keep in mind who was who was in the game at the end of the game. Shake Milton was. Did that surprise you? Uh, it did surprise me, especially since he was he was coming off the bench. But he is the guy that we talk about all the time that has the ability to provide instant offense, and he was hot yesterday. And and I mean, he has a chance to be a six man of the year candidate, along with maybe Karis Levert. You know who wasn't hot yesterday? Tobias Harris, Danny Green, Seth Curry went one for thirteen from three point yeah, range it, on it, Wednesday it was a, night. It was a rough shooting night. Yeah, it was, and and look, I mean, those are the games that you have to come out and and win despite yourself. I was surprised at how passive and lost Tobias looked at times out there. That was slightly concerning to me. I know that this is all new, but uh, of all the people, he's the one who's been in. Doc Rivers system before. Well, yeah, but also keep in mind he he got in foul trouble early. Yes, that so knows- that, that leads to you being a little more passive because he was aggressive. He got hit with a couple, including that one charge call that I don't think he should have gotten hit with. But once he got those three fouls, it puts you in a different mindset. No, it was uh, fun, fun to look at. Tyrese yeah. Maxey. He didn't play much in the second half, though. No, I, mean, you I, were, don't, I don't you, know why. You were drooling in the first half, and then all of a sudden, he didn't get much time in the second half. It's just nice to have a rookie that comes in and plays basketball and knows where the well, court let's, is. <laughs> let's see if he keeps coming in. Uh, will your son survive Giannis missing a game-tying free throw against the Celtics? You, you know, I got to tell you, he's he's no longer a big fan. Uh-oh. What did Giannis do? No, because he's one, he's one of those guys, you know, like kid, kids now, they don't want, they're not front runners like our generation. <laughs> they, they want to root for the underdog. So when, when the Bucks stunk, he wanted to see, you know, when Giannis, when nobody knew who he was at the beginning of his career, 
that's when he's fallen. He's like, nah, he's too good now. Too good now. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Jeff, have you been following the gritty saga? Yes, I, of course I've been following the gritty saga and, and, and thank you to the NHL for allowing mascots back in the arena. If we, even if we can't be gritty, gritty needs to be there. We need to see lots of shots during those stoppages of gritty doing something. I just think it's awesome that gritty had a petition to be deemed an essential employee. <laughs> We're going to have a 56 game schedule in the NHL that starts on the 13th getting going pretty soon. Uh, I'm excited. Will they be ready though? <laughs> they, I mean, we're, we're talking about, uh, they basically have a, a, a week. They have a week between training camp, like the preseason and the season. It's crazy. Yeah, that is great. I, I just hope nobody gets injured. I hope that this is enough time for them to get ready for the season. I'm assuming most of these guys have been working out. I mean, we had Sam Carcidi on a couple of weeks ago and he said, it sounded like guys were getting ready for the season. So let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope everybody's okay. Lots of college football news. Do, do, do the Canadian teams know for certain where they're playing that? Somewhere but, in Canada. Or is it certain that they're going to do that? Because the Canadian government wasn't cool with it. Oh, I, I don't know. They're they're playing each other someplace. That we know. They're going to do a Canadian bubble? I, I don't is know. Is that different than like an American bubble? It's like Canadian bacon and regular bacon? <laughs> we need to look into this further in the new year. We've got about four or five minutes left, Jeff. Let's do a little college football. Why? Florida has been given a one-year probation with Dan Mullen, one of your favorites. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, huh? Uh, uh, let, let's let's remind people briefly that Dan Mullen was the one who was pissed off because he went and played a game in Texas and they had st- fans. So he insisted that the next week he wanted seventy or 80,000 people, a full stadium in the middle of a, of a pandemic. And then what happened that week? That game got canceled. Because? COVID. And who had it? Dan Mullen. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, so we've, we've got that going on. Uh, do you think Brian Kelly will decide to go to the bowl game and of bring his family? Of course he will. He's soulless. Do you really think that even... <laughs> I, first of all, I do think... Well, now they're moving the Rose Bowl. Yes, the Rose right? Bowl is going to be played in Texas at AT&T right. Stadium. So now family members can be there, so there's really no question. But I'm telling you right now that if nobody was allowed in that stadium, in the Rose Bowl, in Pasadena, and he had a chance to play in the semifinal to get to the national championship. He'd be there. Brian, they could tell him, you know what, we're giving away all your children, and he would still go. (laughs) Auburn hires Boise State head coach Brian Harson to replace Gus Malzahn. Uh, It seems like a good hire for them. But the interesting thing for the Eagles. for Boise State. The interesting thing for the Eagles is I wonder if this makes Dallas's offensive coordinator, somebody who's next likely coach, Kellen Moore, to go coach at Boise. You know that, that they'll try make, and get Well, him. that one makes sense. He was, you know, he's a he's a legendary player there. Yeah, that's like, you know, how did the dominoes fall? We had two bowl games. But I will, but I will say to you, these coaches going back to their alma maters does not work in most cases. No, it does not. Har- Harbaugh hasn't worked yet. Scott Frost, who was who made UCF a power, uh, went back to Nebraska, and it has been a train wreck. There aren't many coaches who go back to their alma mater and can recreate the success that maybe they had when they were players there. Look, it's hard. You're it's a different time, it's a different place, it's a different era in football, and you go back there and try and rekindle this nostalgia that you had for a program. Thankfully, I've got Chiano there building it up again. 
for a second yeah, time. But he didn't play that. He didn't play at Rutgers. No, but I mean, that's the nostalgia is he's built it up before. We've had two bowl games canceled. Oh, by the way, you, you should thank me. I did not ask Sebastian. Yes. About what would it like? What was what was it like to play in a game that was seventy-seven to nothing? Thank you for not <laughs> going there. That would have been awkward. And he, may, I wanted him to come back. So he may not have wanted to come back if you would have done that. You know, maybe if we get yeah. a little more comfortable with him, you can go there one week. Mm-hmm. Uh, military bowl was canceled. Gasparillo bowl was canceled. Thankfully, they found another game for Army to play in, who had a good season. Uh, yeah, well, nobody wanted to play Army on short notice because nobody knows how to play against the wishbone. I don't blame them. Uh, Notre Dame Not is fair a to Army, huge though. underdog, like 17 points to Alabama. You think it's just going to be chalk with these uh, college football playoff games? Yeah, I think so. I th- what it, will this be the fifth or sixth year out of the next six or seven that Alabama played Clemson in the championship? It's a lot. You think Texas A&M has an argument? Well, if it means knocking out Notre Dame, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Any other games you're paying attention to? No, but this bowl season without fans, bowl season without all the hoopla of bowls is is not bowl season. I'm not quite sure why they're doing this. I I, I assume it's because of money, but I would be willing to bet you most most schools are not making a lot of money off of these bowls. Unfortunately, my Rutgers men's basketball team lost the other night. Ohio State. They were up to 11 in the rankings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew that because you would text me. Uh, I, you were so proud of that. And you still should That's be. That's never it's happened funny. in my lifetime. I, I'm telling you right now that the best conference this year in college basketball the is the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Yeah. We're going to leave it there, Jeff. Any final thoughts before we hit the road today? Yeah, this was our last show of, of 2020. Uh, next show will be New Year's Day. Uh, so to everybody, I'm glad we were able to make it through it with you. And uh, we look forward to next year covering sports with fans and stadiums and things getting better. Everybody stay safe and have a great holiday. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.